0: If you ask the loved one, you will get more answers than you probably will get from a patient.
1: That's Maxine Fluitt, speaking about the importance of communicating with loved ones. Maxine is from the UK and her husband Ron lives with the rare lung condition idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. Welcome to Journeys Through Pulmonary Fibrosis, a podcast by Boa Ingelheim. I'm Louis and I'll be joining some extraordinary people affected by this rare condition as they take us along the unique path to diagnosis and beyond. Pulmonary fibrosis is a rare lung condition, leading to a decline in lung function. When discussing a disease, we almost always only focus on the person affected, ignoring the people around them. But loved ones and care partners are hugely important, and it starts with understanding the diagnosis As Maxine emphasises,
0: healthcare professionals should address the carer, the loved one that's there with the patient as part of the team. You're in this together. It affects both of your lives enormously and they have to understand that it affects not only the way you live, but it affects you physically and mentally. They will tell the patient, the patient's probably already switched off and therefore you have to make sure whatever they've said happens.
1: Maxine makes an important point. Receiving a diagnosis of a serious, less known and rare disease can be overwhelming. Therefore, a second set of ears can help when speaking to the doctor.
0: They need to recognise that and include you and make you feel part of it and occasionally just say, is there anything you've got to ask? Is there any questions you've got? How are you feeling today? How do you feel he is? How do you feel your loved one's coping? What do you think are the next steps and the major issues? Because we're the ones who are living it. So we see it. And if the patient doesn't say it, they need to ask us because some loved ones will not answer unless they're asked. And that's what a healthcare professional needs to remember.
1: Rheumatologist Anna-Maria Hoffmann-Vold is very much aware of the crucial role of carers and loved ones.
0: So for me, um, the role of carers and beloved ones uh, is very important um, throughout the journey of patients, but also for physicians it's very often very difficult to remember all the information they receive from us physicians. And if we have a beloved one or carer in the room, we know that they also get this piece of information and can exchange it again back home with a patient.
1: Ron, Maxine's husband, goes even further in describing the importance of his wife's support.
2: Friends and family during diagnosis and on your journey are the most important important aspect for support. It's a tough thing for me to say, but without my wife understanding the disease and putting the effort she puts in, I don't know if it's a right or wrong thing to say, but I don't think I'd be here today.
1: Ron is referring to the consequences of two things, the mental strain and the physical limitations. Liam Galvin from Ireland, who is a care partner himself and is now a patient advocate, expands on the mental impact.
3: I think with most chronic diseases, like just generally, whether it's cancer or pulmonary fibrosis or some other form of physical limiting disease, the patient with it feels that they might be a burden. Um, I feel that's a, a big issue in IPF and pulmonary fibrosis. IPF specifically, it affects more males, and that tends to be a, a problem uh, for the male psyche. They, they don't like looking for help. They don't like the idea that they're um, unable to do things that they had previously been able to do uh, quite normally. Like, say, if you had to bring in heavy fuel for the fire, that would normally be their job. But now roles are reversed and that, that can be a, a big strain on um, mental health for people.
1: Pulmonologist Leticia Kawano-Dorado underlines that this process is challenging for the loved ones too.
0: Caregivers may also help with practical aspects of the disease management, especially in more advanced phases of the disease when the patient's physical limitations are greater. The role of carers and loved ones in the journey of people living with pulmonary fibrosis is super important, but it should also be acknowledged that it's super challenging for them. Caregivers may attenuate the emotional distress and the sense of disconnection and lack of belonging that may come with the disease. However, I feel that both patients and caregivers need to be seen and cared for. They're both impacted and sometimes overwhelmed by the disease if no support network is offered.
1: Not overwhelming others is a problem that Melissa from Canada can relate to very well.
4: I know exactly how I'm feeling. It can be harder on family members and friends because they feel so so powerless. I didn't lose any friends or anything like that, but I did sort of make a conscious effort throughout the whole process, throughout these last 10 years, To minimize my symptoms and and kind of pretend that everything is not pretend that everything's fine, but um, make it so that people don't always know. I I hid my symptoms a lot, so I've had people say to me, you know, I forget that you have a lung disease because I don't look like there's anything wrong with me. And so I would sort of orchestrate scenarios where I'm sitting down and and you know if I need to. Uh, walk up the stairs I'll say oh you go first and then I take extra time to walk up the stairs and and they don't see that so it's easy for other people because they're not living it every day
1: but when living with pulmonary fibrosis there is one thing that can't be hidden
4: so it wasn't really until I started wearing oxygen all the time that that's there's that visual reminder that there's that there's something wrong and and people really want to help i have realized through the years that In a way, it's almost a gift when you let people help you and give them something to do because they do feel powerless and they want to do things to help you. It's also, you know, accepting that help does help me as well.
1: In addition to people not noticing the disease, one of the biggest frustrations of living with pulmonary fibrosis can be when people don't believe something is wrong, as Ron explains.
2: The biggest challenge I've got is because I look so well people don't believe how seriously ill I am. Now bearing in mind, I'm just gone active on the transplant list. And even some of my neighbours still say, he can't be that ill because he looks so well. Likewise with family and friends, they don't they don't see, it's hard to explain because I look so well, i take my camera off and I look as healthy as the next person sitting next to me. But you cannot see what's going inside in, inside the lungs.
1: This may even extend to immediate family.
2: It's awkward because my daughters look at me and if I take my cannula off, I'm their dad and I'm the strong father that they've had. They can't, they can't see any illnesses, but they don't live with me 24 seven. So they can't fully understand the seriousness and the impact this
3: disease has.
1: This scenario is also familiar to Liam and he further elaborates on the social impacts.
3: They may be doing more exercise than they ever have done. They, they might have lost weight. Uh, they they might be doing home re- rehabilitation that will benefit their disease. But on the outside, they sometimes look healthier than they ever have. So people don't understand the disease. They don't understand why so-and-so isn't coming the church isn't going dancing isn't coming to the pub or restaurant they don't understand that someone who's looking so well isn't as involved in society as they used to be and they, they can't see that sort of limitation
1: pulmonary fibrosis may also lead to loneliness
3: People become isolated with pulmonary fibrosis, firstly because of their fatigue, tiredness and and inability to walk very far. Then also they're worried about the dangers of getting infections. Any infection might trigger uh, a worsening of the disease, so they become more withdrawn. They might not go to social settings that they enjoy as much as they used to.
1: Some might even stop carrying oxygen to avoid being judged
3: they're worried then that people are looking at them, that they're stigmatized, that people may feel that it's been a self-induced type of uh, lifestyle caused disease where by like most people would associate oxygen with COPD or um, other forms of uh, smoking-related illnesses where pulmonary fibrosis is not. Uh, And um, so there is that stigma about wearing oxygen. That's why carers and loved ones are so important, because your world shrinks as your illness progresses. But you have to counteract that.
1: Edith Brown from the UK knows how loved ones can help counteract a shrinking social bubble.
0: I think if you have got a, a close family member or a close friend who can actually be your disease buddy to actually encourage you all the time. I mean, I know my husband, um, if I haven't done my exercises, um, he will say, come on, we've got to do it. You've got to do your weight. or so you've got to, we'll go out for a walk, you know, even if it's raining. And it is very important to to have somebody who will encourage you and say that um, it doesn't matter that you can't do certain things.
1: Melissa chimes in and shares how important the support of her family has been on her journey.
4: The support of my family and friends has been crucial throughout this whole process. I'm pretty lucky when I was diagnosed, we moved in with my parents with three kids under three. Um, that's a lot for uh, for somebody to take on. We had to move our bed for my husband and I into their living room because I couldn't make it up the stairs. That says a lot that they were willing to to take us on at that time. And our whole family has shown us so much support throughout this whole process. There's only so much they can do. They can't make it easier for me to breathe, but they can help by bringing food when we're struggling or, you know, taking the kids for a day or two to give me a little bit of a break.
1: And specifically, partners in life are important.
4: Particularly, I'll say the support of my husband has been incredible. You know, I always knew he was a good guy, but when you have something, a crisis, you know, and there's been various points throughout these 12 years where I've had different crises related to my pulmonary fibrosis and you kind of really get someone's true character when those things happen. He sees everything of my struggles and he does everything he can to make it easier and steps up to, to take care of the kids and that alone is, is invaluable. He's such a fantastic support for me.
1: But for sure, being on the other side is not always easy as Ron's wife Maxine reflects.
0: I think the relationships change as you go through this uh, disease. It starts off and everything's as normal. And then you gradually start taking over more and more of the roles that maybe the loved one would do. You, You notice a change in as it progresses, how they react to things, you know, I I believe it's the oxygen makes them a little bit more short-tempered, a little bit more specially forgetful. Um, The anxiety comes in with what they're trying to live with. You're constantly on the watch for the breathing, for if they're having a massive coughing attack, are they okay?
1: There is also a change in roles.
0: It does shift from just being, you know, a wife, partner, That's just on an equal footing, it becomes more of a, I've got to look out for you all the time. I've got to do more things, do more lifting, do more of the things that they would normally do half and half or however you split it. It becomes more and more on your shoulders.
1: And it's often very difficult.
0: That's hard for me because obviously i have to cope with more, but it's also hard for him to see me do it. So I think the biggest thing in any relationship is to talk about it, because you will get angry and upset with each other. You will get frustrated. But it's important to talk about how each of you are feeling about it, because it can really put a lot of pressure on a relationship and you need to talk that through. And if you can't talk about your feelings with your loved one, that's when talking to another carer can come in because they're the people who fully understand what you're dealing with and certainly don't judge you.
1: Being able to talk to other people can help with the challenges of being a carer. And as Liam knows, a good place to meet other care partners might be a support group.
3: I think it's vital that um, carers get involved in support groups because they get the benefit of talking to other carers. They learn from other patients. Most support groups would have uh, expert speakers. They would have trusted information and and practical help, practical tips. Uh, and, And so I think it's vital that carers are involved.
1: And coming along to medical appointments is also helpful.
3: It's very important that carers go to doctor's appointments, because as a patient, you might not think of asking the questions that you want to ask. So I think the more that patients can have their carers with them when they're going to doctor's appointments or pulmonary rehabilitation or talks with specialised nurses, it's really good for the carer to go there. Because as well, they're learning from others and they're learning about how they can maybe best help their loved one.
1: Maxine agrees.
0: When we're meeting with a a healthcare professional, I always take a list of questions with me, um, some that Ron's asked and some that I have. And a lot of mine will be, how can I help? What can I do to make his life better in the situation we're in? What sort of things are needed to, you know, diet or resources to help him sit up, to help the cough, uh, anything that's going to help him.
1: Knowledge helps to understand what a person is going through.
0: I think the more you ask, the more you understand. I remember somebody saying to Ron, one of the nurses saying, well, I said he's a bit down and he's struggling. They said, you're dealing with with a life-limiting illness. It's perfectly natural to feel like that. Everybody would. And you suddenly think, oh, it's okay. It's not, you know, it's not me being really, really bad. It's okay to feel like that. And that that almost gives you a license to think that that's normal then, because you don't read that anywhere else.
1: Without any doubt, the life-limiting aspect of pulmonary fibrosis is hard to swallow, but also not easy to understand for carers as well as patients.
3: Because it's not a cancer, people don't realise how serious that aspect of their disease can be. Doctors should really explain that this could limit your life, but I feel they should move away from the idea that you could possibly only live however many years. So the, the emphasis should be on that it's a chronic, serious illness. It might limit your life. We recommend you maybe speak to our specialised nurse. We recommend that we you speak to other patients and carers. Some
1: loved ones shy away when palliative care is mentioned. But Liam wants people to think of palliative care as an important yet positive aspect.
3: Palliative care isn't all about end of life. It's about symptom management. So I, I think early referral to palliative care is important. People are scared of the word palliative but it actually is about caring for your symptoms, your disease. Life with pulmonary fibrosis is exactly that. It's about life. And palliative care can help you manage your symptoms. And if at the point that you are worsening, that end of life is approaching, it's already there. It's not a scary thing because you've dealt with the team. You know the doctors involved. They've helped you live that life. And and at the end of life, it will make sure that you're comfortable and well cared for. So I, I feel that doctors have to emphasise that it is about life.
1: And it's so important to keep the loved ones involved and maintain a positive outlook.
3: There is a, a positive to being involved with palliative care and symptom management at an early stage. But in the meantime, just live your life as normal as possible. Talk to each other, talk to patient support groups, talk to your family. And even though it's hard, try and raise awareness of pulmonary fibrosis so that patients in the future don't have to struggle uh, to explain what is wrong with them.
1: For Maxine, the role of the loved one, the unsung hero, comes down to one simple thing. If
0: you don't look after them, then the patient is not going to get the support they need.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Journeys Through Pulmonary Fibrosis podcast. Our next episode will focus on the role of support groups. If you enjoyed this episode, then subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. There, you will also find previous episodes you might have missed. If you have any questions, please reach out to Hello at burringer-ingelheim.com.